Welcome back to the Randomonium Podcast. I'm John Stom. I'm Danny Gula. I'm Jeff McCullough. And this is the show where we talk about three random topics. One from the past, one from the present, and one from the future. Today, Jeff brought the past topic. I did. The rest of us don't know what it is. No, you don't. No clue. But I think I'm going to get a couple laughs out of you. Okay. Oh, you're calling it. I'm calling it right now. All right. Yeah, because there's some that I, I couldn't... There, Yeah, it's going to be good. Okay, I'm interested. I brought the present topic, and this is something... This I, I don't know if it's going to go laugh uh, that direction. I think it's going to go debate Ooh. direction. Maybe. I'm feeling feisty. All right. Good. I brought the future, which normally goes kind of dark with me. Yes. So I went uplifting with this one. Wow. And uh, fun. You really tried yeah. hard. I, I don't know if it's uplifting. It's fun. Okay. It'll be fun. It's, it's, it's kind of activity-based. Activity based. Should we like clear out an area? No, it's, it's like a it's like a mind game, oh. but in a fun way. Okay. Normally, when people say mind games, it's like yeah, it's not it's a not fun a good like thing. a murder mystery or something. No, but this would be like you're playing a game in your head with your friends. Okay. Cool. So we're gonna do that. I'm looking forward to that. In the future. I might have over- oversold it. It's more just along the lines of I want to hear some of your thoughts on no, no, things. No, 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 no. Keep keep overselling it because yeah. we want them to keep listening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's gonna be the best topic ever. It's last for that reason. It's gonna be great. Stick around. Just pull an apple and be like, this is our best podcast ever. Like every it should time. be. It's the last one. Like if you made the worst, if you made a phone that wasn't better than the first or the last one, you're doing it wrong. That's true. You're That's doing true. it wrong, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're doing it right because everyone's better. I guess so. As okay. long as it's better, you're good. Speaking of the past, what were 18... we doing? <laughs> oh, this is a podcast. <laughs> yes, this is a podcast. That's right. We are easily derailed, but hey, that's the fun of it. All right, let's go to the past. What do you guys say? Yep. Let's go. All right, we are back in the past. Yes, we are back in the past, and I was searching for a past thing. Mm. Okay. And ran across so many past things. Yep. I decided we need to do a past things segment. Past okay, things. Past yes. things. So I ran across this article about uh, the top twenty-five like most ridiculous things that have happened in history that not too many people know about. The oh, most ridiculous it. things in history that not too many people know about. That's right. I pride myself on useless knowledge. I'm I, hoping I know some of these. You're going to know probably a couple of them because some of them are familiar. And we're not going to do all twenty-five okay. for time's sake. But I picked the top ten. Okay? okay. So let's go with it. The first one is this. There was a man in 1847. His name is Robert Liston. He was known for performing lightning fast amputations. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why would you want to be known what's for that? What's the purpose for that? Like, what's the reason well, for Well, because, I mean, think about it. They didn't have oh, anesthesia back yeah. then, so you wanted to be quick, okay? I guess so. But you yeah. didn't want it to be quick and dirty because you will die of sepsis, okay? So. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. So he was uh, performing a um, an amputation, and rumor has it, he did an amputation so fast he cut through not only the patient's uh, member, okay, but his assistant's fingers. Oh no! <laughs> what? Yes, and not only did both of those patients die. <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't a good doctor. No, but somebody watching died of shock. <laughs> so there was a, a 300% mortality rate. 
<laughs> this guy needs to slow down. <laughs> yes, he does. What? Why, what was? So, so why was he like? I, 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 how okay. was he so fast? What was his method? I, that's a good question. I don't know. They didn't have chainsaws back. I'm then. betting hot knife. Oh my goodness! What was the mortality rate in an amputation back well, then? Well, I think it was pretty high because he was known. That what we do know about this guy is that of all of the amputations that he performed, there was only a 16% death rate. Okay. Okay, that's pretty good. So back then, if that was considered good, then he must have been good at what he Can did. Can you imagine going to the doctor and you're like, just, you know, I, I got to get something chopped. And they're like, well, there's a 16% chance you're going to die. Like, that was good back then. Now you'd be like, goodbye. Yeah. I'm going somewhere else, uh -huh. anywhere else. <laughs> like, you'd, you'd be in a war and you'd just get shot in the leg. And now you'd be like, oh, I got shot in the leg. It'll be a while till I can play badminton again. Mm -hmm. And That's the first thing I'd think of. Yeah, me too. And back then they're like, oh. Hope we don't have to cut that leg off. <laughs> Speaking of war, let's talk about the Pentagon. Why is the Pentagon a Pentagon? The five branches of the military. No. Um, that's what they say. No, it's it's just it happens to be where it was. Like that was how they could fit it into the into the land. You're right? close. They actually designed it to be like between these five roads and highways. Yeah. So they made it a Pentagon. Then they decided to move it to the current location that it's at before they built it. And they were like, nah, we'll just keep it a Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> we already got the blueprints. We already got the blueprints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how did that, so just it just happened to line up with the five branches of the military. That's pretty perfect. Evidently. Well, well, not anymore. Oh, we got Space Force. We got Space now. Force now. Oh, not yet. Right. They need to build a sixth. They wall. just they just picked the like the the guy who's going to be like the admiral or whatever they're going to call it. Yeah, I don't know. So, I want you guys to close your eyes and imagine you're a pilgrim. You're okay. coming over on the on the Easy. Mayflower. Okay. Yep. You hit a rock maybe somewhere in the vicinity of Plymouth. Right. And you see off in the distance these interesting natives. Mm-hmm. And they slowly approach you. And how would you imagine that first conversation went? I am a god. <laughs> okay, Danny, it's really good that you are not an explorer. <laughs> well, that was frequent confusion, right? Whenever these people came over with their giant ships. What if I told you that in perfect English, the pilgrims were met with Indians who said, Do you have any beer? I've heard wait, this wait, story wait, before. Wait, 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 wait. Think about this. When did the pilgrims come over? They were later. The uh, pilgrims came over... 14... No. No, no, sorry. This that was is, Columbus. Yeah. So, 1600s. Yeah. So people so for been... close to two centuries. Yeah. There were people that were making their way in that direction for exploration reasons, not for settling reasons. Uh -huh. So the Native Americans, I mean, think about that. Even if it was 150 years, that's enough time to learn multiple languages. Yeah. And they became really keen on beer. And there is records of some of the earliest conversations being with the Native Americans yeah. speaking perfect English asking for beer. That's hilarious. I've heard that one before. That's yeah. crazy. Do you have any beer? Okay, so <clears throat> 1866, there was a country called Liechtenstein. Oh, mm -hmm. of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they went to war with another Prussian state. Okay. 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 And they actually, at the end of that war, um, gained a person. They didn't lose anybody. They, they had zero casualties okay. and actually gained a person. Like so a did capture? somebody give birth? Nope. They were just going to war. They decided they were going to fight. And then one guy that was spectating said, I'm I'll a, fight with you guys. I'm going to switch teams. <laughs> and then they decided not to fight, and they returned home with an extra soldier. That's an amazing That's, that's something record. to think about, too. Is like, yeah, back in the day, people used to watch wars. You know, yeah. the first bull run, there were spectators in the Civil War with their picnic blankets. Yeah. And they ended up having to run for their lives, literally. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. I did not know that. Yep. I, I remember hearing about that from uh, history class, like in the Civil War. People would sit out blankets and stuff and watch. Like, mm -hmm. that, I mean, there's no 
entertainment, I guess. So, like, we watch war movies. Yeah, but still, man, can you imagine just, like, you're probably your, like, family or your cousins or something like that. You just, you know, they're out there fighting and you're just watching them. Yeah. I mean, well, it's just a different Back mentality. then they had a completely different mentality on death. Yeah. Well, not only on death, but even on... Service and, and fighting in the war. Patriotism and some of that yeah. other stuff. Because even when World War II broke out, um, and I'm talking, like, before the Americans got involved, there was, like, celebrations in the street in Germany mm-hmm. um, because they were so excited to go to war. But yeah. little did they know it was going to turn into something so terrible. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, speaking of World War II. Okay. There's a gentleman by the name of Hiro Onado or o- Onada. Oh, let me, can I see if I can guess this one? I think you might know this one. Uh, survived not one, but two atomic bombings? No. Oh. So he was assigned to be a spy on one of the Philippine islands. Okay. Just him. He, was he Japanese? He was oh, Japanese. I do know this one. Yeah. And so he goes to this island and he's spying on Americans uh-huh. who are stationed there. And then the Americans leave, and he stayed there for 30 years. I heard this. Thinking that the war was still going. Yeah. yeah. His commanding officer had to come out of retirement to order him to stand down because he would not leave the island. Yeah, because he thought it was like a big ruse, like they were trying to trick him. Mm-hmm. Like he thought like, no, this is exactly what they would do. So do you think he was crazy, or do you think he was just like that dedicated? He was. I mean, think about the Japanese. They are an yeah. honor society to the yeah. death, and it was an honor. He was to... fulfilling his mission. Yeah, wow. right. That's that's really amazing. And actually. he got a parade. He got his own parade when he came home. Well, heck yeah! All right. So this one is really terrifying, and at the same time, it's fascinating. Did you know that in 1919, that a gigantic vat of molasses in January of 1990, it was like 50 feet wide, 90 feet tall, something like that. So did you say 90 or 1919? I'm sorry, 1919. You said it right. 1919. Okay, yes. Yeah. It ruptured, Yep. causing a 15-foot tsunami of molasses to barrel down the roads in Boston. And it wiped out like entire blocks of buildings, killed 21 people, and injured 150. I All have right. heard about this. One I've one. got questions. <laughs> okay, I'll try to give you answers. How does a tsunami of molasses <laughs> kill people? Like you got to—that's going slow. It's thick. Molasses, it's a slow-moving tsunami. But it's also going to have a ton of mass because it's so dense yeah so yeah. it's when it comes at you it's gonna hit you hard yeah that's true that's like a moving so it must have wall. killed people really close to it because like if otherwise you're getting away maybe it was like toppling over buildings and stuff i think that much of it would be pretty like hard to get away from it's probably a silent killer too like you don't hear it coming until it knocks your building over that sounds like one of those like they should make it into like a snakes on the plane kind of movie mm-hmm. where it's like a ridiculous scenario but yeah. it's kind of like Kind of scary, too, at the yeah. same time. Like Sharknado. Yeah, Sharknado, yeah. that yeah. kind of thing. They could totally make a movie about, like, a historical, weird yeah. action horror thing or whatever. And that would just be a terrible way to die. Yeah. To get wrapped up in molasses. And yeah. That's not yeah. a way I want to go. No. Although, I guess it's a cool story for your grandkids or whatever. Like, mm. oh, my Grandpa Danny died in the, in the Great Molasses t- mm. Tsunami. I heard about yeah. that one. Old Grandpa Danny. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Danny, this next one's for you. Ooh. Our very first podcast, you brought the very first topic. Do you remember what it was? Not at all. I well, do. What? Straw Hat Riot. Straw, Straw Hat, Hat Riot. Riot. Oh, remember yeah. That, that was place? number one. Uh, that was... 1922. Early, yeah, 20s. Yeah, though. 1922. What if I told you that there was actually riots as a result of hats in 1797? What? A man by the name of John 
Hitherington, mm. which sounds very British, That's a good okay. name. which is where this happened, decided that he was going to have his hat maker make a hat that stood kind of tall so that it would be silky and, and noticeable, really standing above the rest. He sure. called it a top hat. Uh, oh, he, this was the invention of the top hat? When he went out into public, people began to attack him and women began to faint. <laughs> Just from seeing the top hat? Yes. Faint, Just the, faint from like, wow, this man is attractive, or faint no. from like, this is atrocious. They, I, they could not believe the breach of hat etiquette. <laughs> Just, <laughs> they didn't like the sateen shimmer of the top hat? AKA they did not. Head etiquette, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Hattiket, John. That is absolutely correct. Children were screaming. How tall was this hat? <laughs> I'm now I'm picturing like giraffe level. Like, like the prototype was just too tall. <laughs> yeah, he went too tall with it. Oh, I was like, oh, you know, next one. Next one's going to be appropriate. Dogs were yelping. This was when? 1700s? Yep. 1797. They did not have a lot going on, man. No, and he was fined 50 pounds. <laughs> which was a lot back then. Yeah. Okay, one more, and then we're going to call it quits. So, are you familiar with what thoroughbred racing is? We don't really... We're big sports people here in America, but not, not, not too many people really get into thoroughbred racing. Well, is that different than horse racing? No, it is horse racing, but, like, what is... The whole idea of being thoroughbred is that they, like genetically like bring these powerful you know champion hero horses together to like mate and make these like you know power horses yeah Yeah. it's it's eugenics but for horses one of the most heroic thoroughbreds had this name and i'm going to spell it oh horses have the best names i'm looking forward to this okay and you you are gonna have to you're gonna have to tell me how to pronounce this name okay okay here's his name (laughs) p-o-t Okay. Oh, 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 oh. That's it? Yep. <laughs> wait, wait. Is that six O's? No, it's eight. <laughs> is it Patu? No. Is it po- po- Think about it. <laughs> it's how many O's? Eight. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's potato. Yep. <laughs> no, 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 yep. no. No, no, no. Yep. Potato. 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 Yep. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's the best thing I've The ever best heard. thing about it is that horses that are racing today in their gene pool have some potato. That has a potato in them. That's yeah, because right. yeah, they don't they don't breed that many horses for no, these champion they don't. horses. They don't. Oh man. So um, that's like a la- not even a laffy taffy joke. That's just like a I don't know, like a six year old made that well, up. Potato. Here's the cool thing about that. Like that is like a laffy taffy joke, but from what I'm understanding here, um, this was a horse that raced in the 1700s. So they were they were being really clever. They were. That's funny. Very cheeky. Yeah. Yeah. Or again, like I said, they did not have a lot going on in no. the 1700s. Yeah, they just were coming off of that hat riot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We need some dumb jokes. We need we need to bring some laughter into the world. So anyway, that's all I got. I wish I had more because those are just amazing. I could read the stories like that all day. Definitely. Um, oh especially because like these are true stories. There were some other ones in there I didn't tell you about, like the time that Napoleon <clears throat> wanted to go on a rabbit hunt, but they couldn't find wild rabbits, so they like got a bunch of domesticated rabbits. <laughs> at least like... 3,000 rabbits into this field. And the problem is that the rabbits didn't like scatter so he could hunt them. They all ran toward him. <laughs> so he thought he was like an amazing hunter. Yes. So, I mean, he had a, some inferiority complexes. So oh, I guess yeah. he had to stack the deck most of the time. Anywho, all right. I just thought those stories would bring a little laughter 
to the present, which is where we're headed. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do go. It. All right, into the present, John. What do you got for us? All right. <laughs> All right. Are you guys uh, ready to talk about some unwritten social rules? Yeah. yeah. Are we going to fight? I, I don't know if we're going to fight. These, are, these aren't necessarily super debatable, but I'm curious where you guys stand on these because they're unwritten and they're kind of like unspoken. Yeah, we so, all kind of understand them. Like, yeah. You just like pick a lot of these things up like by social cues and they're context. Not in the, they're not in the social etiquette manual. They're not in that manual, which I have read. Uh, have you guys all read it? I've not. Okay. No, the etiquette no. manual. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is another. It's another article similar to yours, but I'm, so I'm going to skip through it and pick out some of the best ones that I think will be fun to talk about. Okay. okay. Don't ask for something if the person only has one left. For example, gum, uh, cigarette, piece of cake, etc. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think that's a fair rule. That's I usually abide by that. So, what if you don't know someone only has one left? Let's say you say, "Hey." Uh, Adam always has gum. He always has gum. He's I ask him for gum anytime like, I need it. Yo, Adam, can I have a piece of gum? And he's like, sure, man. He pulls it out and he's like willing to give it to you, but it's his last one. Do you stop him? Oh yeah. And you say, I, like, I, no, like, I, I don't, don't want to take your last, last piece. piece. Yeah. Sometimes, like if they insist, I'll take it. But usually, I'm like, nah, man, I don't want your last piece. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm with that. That's with interesting. That yeah. But if if they're like really insistent, like Adam will be like, no, nah, I'm gonna go get more later. It's fine. I wonder why that is though. If you think about it, like, why do we care if it's the last one versus like? Second to last one. I think it's because it's like, you, oh, you've got plenty. You could share one with me. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, you only got one. You kind of feel like you're stealing from them. You're like, you're putting them out as opposed to them just doing you a favor and being like, hey, yeah, you can have a yeah. you can have And one also, one. maybe it's like, I feel like if I take the last one, then I'm making him go buy more. Yeah, I, that is true. Whereas, I mean, he would have probably anyway. Anyway, it's now, just kind of interesting. I don't know if this is in your list, but on kind of on the same note, I think just gum is one of those things that like, you buy gum, you need to intend on sharing. You people. always say gum is a is gum. a sharing food. Gum is a sh- gum is a sharing food. You you pull it out, you're offering it to the room. Yeah. yeah. All right, next one. If you use up all the toilet paper, you go refill it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's just not nice to leave that next person high and dry. What if it's Okay, definitely I definitely agree with you if like I'm in somebody else's house and I use the last piece of toilet paper, I would tell them like, "Hey, you know, like this is empty in there or whatever." But what if it's in your own house? Do you do you go refill it or are you just like oh, yeah, eh, I go the refill next it. person is gonna get it? Okay, you go no, refill I, it. I go and I refill it. Which by the way, this is tied to a fear that I have. Yeah. I have a fear of in our guest bathroom, which is in our downstairs level, of uh guests being in the restroom and us running out of toilet paper. Ooh. So I always make sure that the little armoire thing that's in there has got like ten rolls of toilet Stopped. paper in there. And I was mortified because the other day, John, actually you were over at my house on Saturday morning with a bunch of people. And uh, after everybody left, I noticed that the toilet roll was empty and I had this like panic attack because I opened up the armoire and there was no toilet paper in there either. So somebody was left. Somebody was the last one. The last one. Man. And like my worst fear came true and I had to like fight it off all day. Like was going to call, text everybody up and be like, I'm sorry if it was you. If it was you. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> really apologize, man. Well, yeah, was I mean, it you, John? it wasn't me. No, I okay. didn't go to the bathroom. My, your house. I, my biggest pet peeve is whenever somebody uses the last roll of toilet paper at my house and doesn't let me know that we're out. Because mm. then, when like, because if you've put the last roll out, you need to inform people. Whoever's responsible for getting the toilet paper, usually me. Yeah. Like time to get more. That's why I have an invention idea that is to make a package of toilet paper where one of them is the designated last roll and it looks different. 
Like kinda, it's, it's like got a stripe on it or something. It's kind of like the the end of the receipt roll yep. from a cash register. It's all like pink and streaky. So you yep. know they're the get, last... you're getting close to the end. Next one is do not swipe left or right if someone shows you a photo on their phone. Never do that. Okay, oh. so what if what if I'm like, hey, check out this picture of my baby, and I hand you my phone, yeah. and it's on a picture of my baby. You shouldn't. You shouldn't do it. I think I have done it. Swipe left or right? I think I have. Yeah. I have done it often. Just like instinctually, or you're like curious? It's probably back in the day when phones were still a little bit new. Yeah. Uh, smartphones, as it were. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, anymore, I like I treat it very gingerly. If they hand me a phone, it's like, okay. I'm just gonna look oh. at this and I hand it right back. Yep. I I I don't because as you know, like I I just said, I worked customer customer service and I worked for Apple at the Genius Bar. I have seen things <laughs> I can't unsee. Mm. All right, next one. If you borrow someone's car, okay, this one's kind of. I, I feel like we can maybe debate this. If you borrow someone's car, fill up the tank before you return it. Oh yeah. I do that because I borrow my dad's car all the time. Now, do you fill it up or just see, this is this is the debate aspect to me because like I'm never like a fill it up guy unless I like borrowed it for like an extended period of time or something. Yeah. But if it's like, hey, let me go run to the store or like, hey, dad, can I borrow your truck? Like I might put back the amount of gas that I replenish used. Replenish the gas that yeah. you use. But, I, but fill it up. That's 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 a lot because especially when you're talking like a truck, that's you just yeah. paid sixty bucks. Yeah. That yeah. Truck. Well. I'll usually go this route. If it's like a just like run to the store kind of thing, like if it didn't move the gauge, I don't wor- I don't even worry about it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like that was a nice gesture of them. They're fine. I didn't even move the gauge is fine. Sure. But like I'll borrow my parents' car frequently because it's larger than mine, and if I need to use it for whatever reason, and um, I generally always just fill it up just because even if it's not the full amount, like even if like like maybe they gave it to me half full, I'll still fill it up just because I feel like that's nice of them to let me borrow the car for a few days. Yeah, so. I think it might depend on how I'm using it. If I'm if I'm really using the vehicle, if I'm driving it pretty far, if yeah. I'm moving or something like that, then I think I'd probably fill it up. Yeah. But yeah, if I just borrowing it for a little bit and the gauge doesn't really move, then I'll either replenish or just let it be. Yep. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean I would love to be able to fill it up every time I borrow somebody's car, but I sure. ain't made of money. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that's why I'm borrowing a car. That's right. That's why I'm borrowing the car. Exactly. Um, I think that we can all agree on this one. Leave it in a better condition than you found it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty much. I'm really big on how that. How do you do that? Well, just it depends on, I guess, what it is. But I mean, I guess. Like, I'm going to give you, a, I'm going to lend you a book. How do you leave it in a better condition than you found yeah. it? Yeah. I don't know if you can go better, but at least as good. I, I have a, a saying that I use. I, I picked this up from my backpacking days, back when I used to backpack, and that is leave no trace. Leave no trace, mm. yeah. Yeah, so like if I borrow something or if I use somebody's, you know, whatever. Book. Like book or borrow the car or something yeah. like that. Leave no trace. I want to make it so they never knew I was here. Right. I think that's that's kind of more where I think of with, with the leave it better than you found it. Because you can't yeah. always do that, but you can at least, yeah, not Like if you're staying it. at somebody's house, you can clean it up for them. Yeah. Do the dishes if you see a couple sitting in the sink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that usually applies to cleaning things up. Look through yeah. the photos on their computer. Yeah, just mm-hmm. kind of browse through the photos. Go through the medicine cabinet. Yeah. Make sure it's all organized. Oh, do you guys do that? If you go into somebody else's bathroom, no, no gonna... I don't do that. No, yeah. I don't either. Do people still have medicine cabinets? Yeah, we. Ha- I used to have one in my old apartment. I don't. Okay. I don't we have got, like, I think. No, I think it's more common in apartments than yeah than it's houses a space because thing. it's a space saving. Thing, well, I mean, yeah. older homes all used to have like. Behind the mirror, the true. Med- that yeah. was a medicine cabinet, but yeah. anymore you don't do that. All right, next one. Went out to dinner with a group. Only the person who ordered the least expensive meal slash combo of things can offer to split the check evenly. That makes sense. So only the person that ordered the least expensive thing can be like, "Hey, you know what? Let's all just split." Because mm. if you got the guy that's like buying the lobster, yeah, or the oh, super yeah. expensive steak, being like, yeah. "For sure, let's split it up evenly." Yeah. First of all, who says that? 
that used to be a common thing. Yeah, I've I've been in situations where people do that, but I will tell you the thought crosses my mind like why are they saying that? What did they order? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I just get mad at it because I'm like I usually try to order kind of frugal like for yeah. myself because I'm, you know, cheap. Yeah, I go water. I don't go like crazy expensive. Maybe I'll get a cocktail or something. So like I'm, like, I'm like, "Man, like, yeah. come on, Carl. I got the, I got the chicken and water. Super sized sampler?" Yeah. Okay, this is an interesting one. Kind of. Uh, I don't know that I've ever done this, but apparently... I mean, actually, you know what? I have heard uh, people make comments like this. Never make fun of someone else's laugh. Laughing is the most natural expression of joy and happiness, and for someone to feel self-conscious about that because of others' comments is so brutal. No. I'm really, really, really guilty of this one. Really? Making fun of people's laugh? I have the tendency to sometimes be able to accurately impersonate things, (laughs) and... When I find something that's easy to impersonate and I do it, uh, it sometimes it is someone who's in the room, mm-hmm. and I have gotten in trouble doing that before. <laughs> One time I impersonated someone else's kid. Mm. That was not a good. decision. Oh no, that was a bad decision. Really? Yes. Who yeah. got mad at you for that? The parents? Uh, the parents got mad at me for that. Well, they didn't get mad at me. They just got like a little defensive, and I was like, "Oh, I could see that. I should not have done that." And I, if I was them, I'd probably get defensive too. Yeah. It's like, dude, don't be picking on my kid. Impressions are tough because, like, it's not always like you know, it's not mean spirited necessarily. It's just like kind yeah. of pointing out some sort of like quirk. Yeah, I always like impressions. Yeah, like, I always like impressions. It's <laughs> good. Oh, he wasn't offended. No, okay. I'm not offended. That's good. No. Okay. <laughs> I always like it. Uh, do you guys know uh, the comedian Jimmy Carr? No. He's a British comedian. He's got the craziest laugh in the world, and it and he makes fun of it himself. He's like, because people think it's fake. He's, if the he's person like, knows, <laughs> yeah. If they're self-aware of their having kind of an interesting thing, then yeah. Like I, there's a friend that I have, and I do make fun of her laugh <clears throat> because her laugh seriously is the Eddie Murphy laugh. It's. <laughs> <laughs> So I like constantly, whenever she starts laughing, I'll do it too. Yeah, and it makes you both Just, laugh harder. And then it makes her laugh harder. That's yeah. the thing is that people with a really unique laugh ha- had to have heard that before, like that people make comments about their laugh. Yeah. So they're probably not hearing it for the first time. They're not, they're probably not like, wait, sure. what? I have a weird laugh? Yeah, people make, right. people make comments about my laugh at work sometimes. Like when we do the make me laugh videos, like you can hear which one's Danny. Mm-hmm. I know and my laugh's di- not crazy, but it's not. Yeah. It's higher pitch. I know the difference between your polite laugh and your real laugh, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah. yeah. There's like, I have a hold back laugh. And then like my, like when I just lose it, laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, like when yeah. I told that joke earlier before we were rolling. Oh my God, I lost that, it. That was your real laugh. That was my 100% real <laughs> laugh. I lost it. That was, that was amazing. <laughs> okay. If you're borrowing it for a third time, you need one of your own. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Unless it's a really expensive thing. And the person doesn't mind sending, like... And the other caveat is, if it's from your parents, then you can borrow as many times as you want. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my deal with my parents is I borrow it until they want it back. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's I, so many things where, like, we just keep them at each other's houses. Like, it's like, you just keep it, and then if I need it, I'll get it from you. Then if you, I'll keep it until you need it again. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, last one. Let the people off the elevator or train before you get on. You guys do that? Like the other people that are in there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Usually. That, that, that to me, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Like, that's just common sense. It's like, how are we going to do this? How are we like, all going to get on? Yeah. Could, but you, those people, they'll kind of fight that. You know, you like you... Like, no, you. No, you. Yeah. You're like, oh, me, you. Well, what? see, when it comes to people getting off something, like, I have to do this with my kids. I'm like, stand back from the elevator so that people can get off. Yeah. The thing that I get a little tripped up on is when I'm in an elevator with other people and we're all getting out on the same floor... Like, do I go out yeah. first or do they go out first? Yeah, that's a good one, actually. Who gets out first? Do you go, like, in the reverse order of who got in? 
Yeah, you like, know, do like, you step aside so someone else can get off? Is I, I think that it light? depends on how full the elevator is. Because like, if it's really full and I'm near the door, I just go. Closest to the door. Closest to the door, I think, is usually... it's like you and like, three other people and like two of you are getting off on this floor, do you just like elbow them out of the way and walk off? Or do you stand back and let them go? I've gotten the... I, I'm, I'm a sucker for letting people go before me. Like I've been one of those guys who just gets stuck holding the door for a long line of people because I started it and I'm like, when, when do I cut this off? Mm-hmm. Eventually you have to look at a guy and be like, Sorry, dude. You're the one. Take over. <laughs> you're the one. <laughs> Open your own door. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys want to take this uh, spaceship into the future? Ooh. I did that. <laughs> Danny. He did, Danny did that with his that mouth. That was me, Danny. Just in case you're wondering, that, that was Danny's Danny. mouth. It wasn't a sound effect. It was so good. Oh, I thought it was a real spaceship. Okay, so into the future. This is going to be kind of future-ish. Future-ish. I'm kind of stretching it a little bit. This is actually going to take a little bit of the past in the present and the future because it's, it's again, I'm going to go with things people thought they would have in the future. Mm. Specifically, jobs they thought they would have when they were kids. Ooh. So I want you guys to think back and don't say it yet. Okay. But I want you to think about the job you thought you would have when you were a child. Oh, mm. got it. Okay. 100%. Yeah. Uh, and did you know only 6% of people actually get that job? Wow. Six that's, per- that's a little higher than I would expect, actually. Because I think whenever like whenever I was a kid, the jobs that I wanted were kind of like... Made up? Yeah, I mean, they were ridiculous. They are kind of made up. <laughs> well, do you, guys, like a, do you guys know what the most popular... Like a dinosaur, spaceman, mathematician? <laughs> I mean, if we're going there, I'll tell you what mine Well, no, no not, not yet. Let's, not uh, yet? Let's, go, okay. let's go over and figure out what... I want to sh- share with you guys what the most popular things kids say say they want to be i would say that the most popular uh is probably like fireman policeman policeman, something like that okay those are on the list for sure astronaut number one is dancer huh like a ballerina yeah like a ballerina like i guess a lot of little girls want to be dancers i would see like i don't think my son does want to be a dancer i keep trying to get him into dance classes you keep popping and locking i'm like come on dude like he dances all the time and he's pretty good yeah I'm trying to get, and he's just like, no, I just, my kids aren't into like classes of any type. So like, I mean, you want to take dance lessons? No. Number two was actor. Hmm. Huh. I guess that makes sense. I like just kind of professionally make believe. Like, right. I wonder what the age range is of some of this, because I did have a different, I had different aspirations as a five-year-old than I did as like a 10-year-old. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. Uh, number three was musician. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and now we kind of start getting into some of the other like actual job jobs. Number four, <laughs> teacher. Yeah, which makes sense. My daughter said she wanted to be a teacher at one point, like because like you go to school and like yeah. she loves school at first, and like they love their teachers. So, role like, models like, or teachers. Do this, yeah. yeah. So good for role models. Number five, scientist. Mm-hmm. Number six, athlete. Yeah, that's kind of feels like yeah. That like it's again things you like look up to, and like mm-hmm. a lot of kids really like sports, and like like oh I want to be a Baseball player or whatever. Yep. Now we get into the ones we think about. Firefighter, number seven. Number eight surprised me. Detective. Hmm. hmm. It's a specific type of police officer. Yeah. You know, that uh, CSI and shows like that, I think, really contribute to people. Like, I know teenagers, whenever I was a kid, that's when CSI was yeah. really coming out. Like, everybody wanted to be a CSI, like, detective. It does yeah. make sense, too, because, like, you think of, like, okay, I want to be a cop, but do I want to be, like, a traffic cop? Or do yeah. I want to be, like solving mysteries yeah i think that's probably what it gets into like solving solving mysteries seems kind of fun number nine writer surprised me Hmm, that is surprising 
I, I wouldn't think some of these that kids would realize these were jobs. Like, but I guess they think, what do you want to do when you grow up? I'll be this. Like, yeah, this my, does seem like it's maybe like older kids. Yeah. Uh, number ten, police officer. It gets you don't get astronaut till number eleven. Huh. Spaceman, I feel like would be really high up there. But I, I think, think we're we're gonna get into the, the new age of like people yeah. kids getting into space. NASA has just not been upfront like it was like when yeah. my parents, when our parents were kids, or even whenever we were kids. Like NASA was a big deal. Yeah. I feel like it's been it was kind of like a, a you know back page news story it's, even when the shuttles were going up. Yeah, yeah like it was. Generation uh, number twelve was pilot. Yep. Hmm. Uh, number 13, veterinarian. Mm -hmm. Classic yeah. oh, kid yeah. job. Like, just to be around pets all the yeah. time and help pets. Uh, number 14 surprised me that kids wanted to be this lawyer. Like, how many what? kids do you think know what a lawyer is? That sounds... Where'd you get Maybe this like, list? Uh, <laughs> Some this, lawyer. This is, a, uh, this, <laughs> was, this is from a career website. Brian Cooper. Yeah. Um, and then number 15, doctor. See, that I would think sense. that would be a lot higher. Yeah, me yeah. too. So the question I have for you guys then is... What did you want to be when you grew up, when you were a kid, and then how close have you come to that with your current job? <laughs> so far off, but I'll tell you what I wanted to be. Yeah? My dad was a pilot. Okay. And I, you know, obviously looked up to him a ton when I was a kid, and so because of that, in my house we had like lots of, um, we were a military family, so we had lots of like military stuff, and um, we watched a lot of movies like Top Gun. So actually, yeah. Top Gun was probably the most, like it was on the heaviest rotation in my house. Now it was obviously Did the TV censored version, which I didn't know there was like a, yeah. a, like a rated R version until I was like a teenager. I was like, what's happening? They added all this stuff in. And no, it turns out I had just watched the terrible. <laughs> I thought I knew you, Top Gun. <laughs> I know. I, I'm, I'm brain farting on the, on the name of it. Did you watch the one Iron Eagle? That's what it's oh, called. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Cause I or feel like as a, with a dad, that's a pilot. That would have been like a classic yeah. movie for Lou you. Lou Gossett Jr. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so Top Gun, so he's a Naval aviator. Yeah. My dad was an Air Force aviator, but um, I wanted to be like Top Gun. So I wanted to be in the Navy and I wanted to be a pilot. And like, I wanted that for a long time. I remember just like really wanting to be a pilot as a kid and just kind of not really knowing what that would take. But then as I was into high school, I was like always wanted to go into the Navy. I thought about the Navy SEALs for a while before yeah. I really realized I'm not cut out for that. Yeah, um, I looked into that too. Yeah. Then I looked so, into the guys who drive their boats. That's also a very hard job to get. But um, yeah, it's interesting, Mike. I have three cousins that all went into the Navy. One of them is an aviator, but wow. um, yeah. I never did. And I <laughs> ended up being a, basically a internet clown. So for, <laughs> so, for those, so for those listeners that don't know, John, you are a... Internet clown. Internet clown. How would you describe your job, like on on a tax form? On a tax form, uh, video producer. Yeah, yeah. So video you're video director. producer for YouTube. Yeah, videos. Yeah. 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 So you're way off. Way off. Completely off. That's from that's like, nowhere near. Yeah. Like Not even close to the skill set required. That's other hemisphere. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You're but, soaring through cyberspace. It's but it's interesting though because like if you would ask my mom or my dad like back then, I mean they were probably like, Okay, yeah, he wants to be a pilot. Like yeah. just encourage him whatever he wants to do. But like they could see that I was way more cut out. Even then, looking back at pictures and stuff and videos of myself, like I was way, I was always like the entertainer. I was yeah. always dressing up. I was not like ashamed to go to the grocery store in my Superman costume like year round. Like I was always just like being goofy and entertaining. Mm -hmm. and um, Well, and you're doing now what you did growing up, making goofy videos with your friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, I've been doing that since forever too, middle school. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it made way more sense in the end yeah it's interesting because yeah we were those kids I, yeah, I was your friend when we were kids making videos and like i never thought of that as being a job i just did it for fun yeah 
so it is interesting to see it having actually become my job now but yeah i don't I, I never thought of that as an option. I was always still, even when we were doing that, like all the time, I was right. still thinking of what I was going to do. And isn't that interesting that like back when we were in middle school and high school, kind of doing videos and music and stuff on the side uh, for fun, like you said, yeah. never even thinking that this could possibly be a job. Like maybe we were hearing that from our parents or maybe we were hearing that from teachers or maybe it was just like society kind of saying like, yeah. this can't be a job. You got to get a real job and be, be in the Navy. This is kind of probably what I was thinking in the back of my head. Like, just go get a real job. Uh, now I wonder how that is these days with kids, because I, I think like they mm -hmm. can totally see someone like us and be like, that's a real job. They well, yeah. anymore. Kids don't have to grow up to do that. Yeah. They can just do it. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. true. These days. I mean, a 10 year old could be a video producer yeah. on YouTube. You don't yeah. need college experience like we got. I mean, you can just do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, even whenever I went to school for a lot of the stuff, which was a few years before you guys, I mean, it was like just getting in on, you know, a type of editing where you didn't need to know how to use like film and yeah. things of that nature. It's just, it's a lot more accessible to do that. Very you true. guys came in at the right time. But So Jeff, what did you want to be when you uh, grew up? Well, I think the first job that I remember wanting to have was I wanted to be a taxi driver that took people back and forth to space. <laughs> okay. That was my first job. I mean, yeah. now we're close to that being a job. I should have, yeah, I should have hooked up with uh, Elon Musk back then and yeah. tried to conceptualize some things with him. Yeah, but so what was the first job you wanted that was actually a job? Um, I mean, now, if you were doing that, actually, if you were like taking billionaires back and forth, like mm. you would probably get some good tips. Oh, yeah. As you'd, a taxi yeah, driver. yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd probably be a very tips. lucrative yeah. taxi driver. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> A taxi driver that took people back and forth <laughs> the space. I remember drawing pictures of like space shuttles, but just writing taxi on the side of it. Genius. Yeah, there it is. That's Genius. awesome. Um, I think the first job that I remember thinking like legitimately, I want this job and I'm going to go after it was I wanted to be a hockey player. It was the whole athlete thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I daydreamed and imagined being an NHL hockey player. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then from there, like as I got a little bit older, it turned into things like I wanted to be a musician and write music and all that other stuff. And um, did some of that stuff for mm -hmm. a while and worked in radio and things of that nature. But <clears throat> then when I was in my mid to late 20s, took a total like change of course. And now I'm actually in full time ministry, which I'd thought about growing up, but wasn't ever really to totally serious about it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't the coming about of of like childish aspirations as much as it was just like life happening mm -hmm. yeah and that's a job that is more of a calling than a like i, I picked this thing. absolutely yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but uh so that's way off from taxi driver that's it's it's way off from is it though hockey player. <laughs> getting people closer <laughs> wait a second mm. yes it wow. is maybe that Ministry. was it that's the, it's yeah. the space taxi the church right. is the is the taxi yeah. Yeah. right yeah and heaven is space. And I'm like uh -huh. one of the leaders that, you know, kind of flies a plane. You just didn't, as a child, know how to understand what you were going to be when you grew up. That's right. So it was just like, it was my concept of it in pictorial form. So how old were you when you wanted to be a space taxi driver? Probably like five or six. Okay. I'm yeah. picturing, you know, like this coming Sunday, when you like open up the service, I want you to be like, welcome everybody to church. Uh, come on in the space taxi. We're, we're, <laughs> we're heading up to... Uh, Right. Take a seat in the space taxi. We're going to get a little closer to God this morning. <laughs> Collecting, oh, yeah. like, you know, the fares at the end of uh -huh. the... Okay. And then I put on my hat, my taxi hat. What about you, Danny? Um, when I was a kid, the the first thing, and I held on to this one f for as long as I can remember, for like, it was through like most of my childhood, I wanted to be a construction, construction worker. Hmm. Uh, 
it started because I thought that's what my dad did because he had a hard hat. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. Oh, he didn't know. He just saw the hard hat. I just saw like, the hard hat and assumed he was a construction worker. I had no clue that he was not a construction worker. <laughs> uh, at the time, he worked for a lumber yard, <laughs> which is in the yeah, in the, well, in the was, industry. It's a vicinity. And then he went to work for an electrical company. He had a lot of hard hat jobs, mm-hmm. but never was a construction worker. Uh, he was a very handy guy, too. And I loved, like, Legos. So I loved building things, and I was always trying to build stuff. I remember when I was a kid, my dad would, like, just start a bunch of nails into a board. And I'd just go in the garage and just hit, just hit nails into a board. Would he do that for you? Like, he would start the nails for you, or, like, you would, like, hijack a project and just, like... No, he, would, he would just put a board out for me, loaded with nails. And then I'd hit them all in, and then I would color them, like... Uh, street lights and I'd be like I made a street because it'd just be one board with a bunch of whole like nail heads in the top and I was like it's a super street light like that's with a all good idea that's, that's a good um, dad move so right I've, I've done that with that. my kids a few times too like teach them how to swing a hammer like mm-hmm. just put a bunch of nails usually with like big fat heads on them so they can actually hit yeah. them and then give them a smaller hammer I still have that hammer too uh, and then that's pretty much all I ever wanted to be until I got older and I did want to be in music like mm-hmm. so uh, originally I was pursuing like a music education thing first so I went and I, I remember I got, I took my ACT and I got like a 24, which is good. It's not like, you're I think that's ge- what I got it too. You're not like a genius, but yeah. it's good enough to get into yeah. a lot of schools. I think that's what I got too. Um, it's like a, it's like a B, I think, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good grade. Uh, and I remember in, I think it was NIU, uh, had, that was like their minimum to get in there. And they had a good marching band program and a good band program. And I was like, all right, cool, done. And my sister was so bent out of shape because she tried so hard and couldn't get a 24 on her ACT and I did it first try. She's like, are you going to try again? What do you think you'd get your second time? I'm like, I'm not trying again. <laughs> are you kidding me? Well, that was like miserable. A, that's like a three-hour test. It was yeah. horrible. You have to pay I, for Why would I do that? Like, this will get me into school. I'm fine. Right. And my sister was just like, because oh, I was always good at tests. So she was just so bitter. Well, now she she's in the medical field, yeah, right? She's, yeah, she, yeah, she's a dental hygienist. She went through way harder school than me, <laughs> but she had to work really hard at it versus I just kind of had to show up to school and mm-hmm. I would pass because I was good at taking tests. But uh, yeah. And now I'm a, uh, a YouTuber, like John, I make videos, but I do get to build stuff a lot, which is, so it kind of came true. So yeah, like your, your role has really changed in the last six months. Yeah, in the last few months, like I've pretty much taken over all the building things and that's what I do most of the time, like a lot of prototyping, I'd, I'd say it's a little bit more amateur engineering yeah. and construction. But Which is fun. You got to be creative. Yeah. I got to figure out how to do things that nobody else has done, but uh, get to build stuff. And then I have a house, so I get to build stuff all the time. So I feel like out of the three of us, I got the closest. You spent all day doing construction. I spent the whole day doing stuff in my garage. True I'm that. renovating my garage. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I think Jeff's the closest, but uh, I'll That's give it true. To you. It's to space taxi. <laughs> Metaphorically <laughs> speaking, I think he's the closest. Space taxi driver. It's like... I think you should change your job description. I'm going to get you a little plaque <laughs> for your desk. Do well, you we all that. touched on music for like a second. And I think like almost like Big Zinc. If you've been following this podcast, we talk about Big Zinc every once in a while. And someday we're going to talk about Big Zinc for an entire episode. But oh, Big just, Zinc. Just I talked like, about Big Zinc today. Okay, well, just I don't want to get you fired up on Big Zinc. Down, Danny. Everything the the other one that I really want to do, guys, and I'm, I'm really serious about this. I have no idea at all what is the big deal with the Denver airport. Oh, you don't? No. You, you haven't looked into it yet? No, I'm waiting for you guys to tell me. All it's right. Been oh, like the Denver maybe airport. we should do that next time. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Should we do that next time? We can, yeah. yeah let's, let's go Denver we, airport We can go Denver time. airport next week. Next finally, week. It's finally happening. Next week, Denver Airport. Shout out to like April, who's been with us from the beginning. She's probably like, <laughs> yeah. they're finally, finally going to talk, gonna talk about, about the it. Denver Airport. Yes. I mean, mo- most people probably just Googled it by now. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully 
they're they're just waiting for our hot takes. Yeah, our hot takes on the Denver airport. Yeah. Well, similar to those uh, full episodes, I think we should like spend a bunch of time sometime talking about our past with music because mm. there's there's a lot there. There's a lot of yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, we should we should bring a former host on as well. We should. We should. We should. Yeah. Yeah. Well. This has been a really fun episode. It's and good. it didn't get dark and dystopian at the end of it. That's it true. That's good. Way we're, to go, us. We're moving in the right direction. Other than the people suffocating in molasses, this is a pretty upbeat episode. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> <That's> very true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, then next time, we've got a lot to look forward to. We're so gonna, are we going to be swinging the pendulum from like a really upbeat episode to something, because I don't know, to ooh. something really scary with I'm Denver not going to tell you how the episode's going to go. It's, oh, man. it's not scary. It's just like interesting creepy see being that i've been there now i'm like what did i miss what oh. did i oh there, that's the by? thing about the denver airport it's hidden in plain sight it's hidden in plain sight are You'll, you guys serious yeah. yes okay yeah yeah it's it's weird man it's it's, it's weird it's crazy stay it's, stay tuned stay with us and next week you're gonna get you're gonna get a full episode on the denver airport and it's it's a crazy place it's it's a real thing yeah all right i'm intrigued I can't wait. <laughs> All right, let's do it for the Random Onion Podcast. I'm John Stom. I'm Danny Gould. And I'm Jeff McCullough. See you next week. Bye.